and welcome to a specially hungover version of the Lines Led by Donkeys podcast. I'm Joe, and with me as always is Nick. Not feeling too solid. And I'm fucking dying. Uh, I have not felt like this in a very long time. Uh, yeah, probably my birthday's a good bet. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was especially bad. My worst hangover this year was definitely two weeks ago. I, uh, there's there's something special about getting so hungover that you eat breakfast wearing sunglasses in the same night that you accidentally run into the town mayor who also knows who I am, which is all <laughs> which is really weird. Chad Kroger was at the bar last night too. <laughs> I will point that out. It was just a guy with long blonde hair. He was uh Chad Kroger of Nickelback is not going to hang out in Yelm, Washington. He was definitely there. That's definitely the place he would go to. I mean, just stay in Canada. Anywhere in Canada is cooler than Yelm, Washington. No. I mean, Yelm kind of sucks. Um, it would be better if Scott Stapp was there with him. Also uh, with me today is the bootless Nick. He doesn't have his space boot on. I don't. Um, as he is Featuring been, comfy pants, though. As he's been cleared to walk. Um, Only at home. <laughs> Only at home. Walk at own pace and distance. Pretty much. Also, like the attire we're both decided to wear. I'm wearing a, a, a combination of sweatpants which i'm i don't think are mine i believe they are riches and uh in this jacket that i found in a box uh i don't also not sure if i stole this from someone or also comfy wear oh yeah very comfy this is a comfy podcast wear today i only put on pants because i went to the corner store to get pho to nurse my hangover but we hope you're not wearing pants yeah you should never wear pants pants are just prisons for your leg pretty Um, much so what brings us to this episode is, of course, the Battle of the Crater. Uh, now, moon battle. Yeah, the Battle of the Moon. Like we, The moon Nazis are back. Yes. Um, now, uh, I will say on this show, we have something of a proud history of shitting on the Confederate States of America and their stupid civil war. Um, Nick is fist pumping right now. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, trying to stop the burps. Uh, I think we've made about three full hours of Confederate roasting. Uh, in the last year of our show. And it is the... We've covered two things that have had a incredibly vicious pushback on. Only two things. And that was anytime we talk about the Confederacy and Prager You. And it's kind of a toss-up. Which one sent me more death threats? I think the Prager You uh, one did because they actually retweeted it and brought down a shitstorm on us. But made us $600 of t-shirt money which i then donated to charity so fuck you yeah <laughs> uh, exactly what the shirt says yeah uh but the confederate ones are certainly the longest and most misspelled of the death threats <laughs> um but if we're anything if not fair here on the donk cast uh we will be shooting on the union uh but we're not like gonna both sides of this civil war thing uh fuck confederates we're fuck still, the yeah, confederates we're, I'm sure we'll still shit on them launch Every single goddamn Confederate statue into the sun. Fuck you. I'm going to piss on your grave. You know, Let's the, do it. The real reason, the real problem with pissing on Confederate gravestones is that you eventually run out of piss. That's very true. Yeah. Um, how many, how many gravestones do you, you think you can get through with uh, one piece ash? Uh, like first waking up in the morning. I, yeah. I could like, if I just take my pants all the way off, start pissing and then break into a sprint, I could probably cover a solid company's worth of Confederate dead. Do you think you'd probably have to like kind of run off to the side a little bit? Yeah, it'd have to be like a shuffle. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm and a lot of that peas the inside gonna, slides. Yeah, a lot of those peas are, are is gonna hit me, but it's like it's, it's totally worth it. Yeah, it's <laughs> suicide pea attack. Yeah. Uh, now the Battle of the Crater is interesting, being one of the weirdest uh, episodes of the Civil War that I can think of, but also not really being covered by much of anything. It's been a, a character in a really bad romance movie uh, called Cold Mountain starring Jude Law. It's also been the subject uh, of a book by a renowned piece of shit, Newt Gingrich. Uh, what In reality, it's more of like a co-author um, credit because he does this a lot with a guy named William Forshin, who is actually a pretty talented author when he's not sucking Newt Gingrich's cock. So he just throws it on there for friendship? Uh, they're really good friends, which kind of makes me hate the fact that I like one. I, I really like one of uh, Forshin's books. I think it was called uh, Year Zero or Minute Zero or something like that, when it was about uh, an EMP going off over the United States and uh, kind of dropping the whole country into a post-apocalypse by destroying electronics. Mm. It was a really good book that he turned into series uh, into a series to make money. Which, I know some doomsday preppers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about turning a single book into a movie to make money at all. But um, uh, yeah, he uh, it, it, it increasingly turned into a really weird neo Confederate Civil War circle jerk. It's really strange. Um, but the first book is good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like if one thing was gonna have more pop culture around it, if we were gonna make a good weird movie about the civil war someone would do the battle of the crater uh but whatever so the battle's background is uh the confederate army of northern virginia commanded by colonel robert e lee uh so i know a lot of you are probably saying joe he's generally everybody knows him as general there's even a car named after him uh there's actually he was only made a general by the confederate government meaning he was not promoted by <laughs> a real he, government he's a fake general yeah he he was never really a general at all uh and Actually, there's some credence that he also didn't believe he was really a general because he never wore general rank. He uh, he act, he only would have t- taken the the actual rank. Uh, he wore colonel rank throughout the war, and he said he'd put general rank on once the Confederacy won, and they didn't. So fuck you, yeah, uh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway. They were entrenched on Petersburg, Virginia, squaring off against the Union Army of the Potomac, commanded by Major General George Meade, under the direct supervision of our boy, General Ulysses S. Grant, former really or future very bad president. Grant. Current grunt, drunk. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of debate around that if he really was a drunk, or if that was something that was just inflated by his political enemies. And I'm willing to bet after everything this guy went through, there's a little bit of proof or a little bit of truth behind the rumor, like. Dude saw some shit. He, yeah, I totally believe it. And I, I think there's also uh, reports about him like suffering horrific nightmares from years at war. So like he definitely drank a lot. If you see his DA photo, I say this <laughs> as I say this as somebody who is currently nursing a hangover and drinking a beer. I'm willing to bet Ulysses S. Grant drank more than I did. For sure. Yeah. If you've seen his DA photo, then yeah, he drinks. Yeah, he he looks like he's drunk. Him, <laughs> his fucking him and uh, William Tecumseh Sherman always look fucked up in every picture that they're in, which like, is awesome. Yeah, they said, "Did you try to come look like presentable today?" I look great today. Okay, <laughs> sir, you're not wearing any pants. Fuck pants. All right, that's also our show's thing. Yeah. So, lions led by donkeys. Fuck pants. Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen now, to us. Yeah. Uh, now, Petersburg made sense 
to be the scene of a major battle. Uh, it was something of a linchpin in Union strategy to take it. It was a major railroad crossing. Four different rails crossed there and uh, connected directly with the Confederate capital of Richmond. Uh, so it was a supply hub. Uh, Lee's Army of Northern Virginia was almost entirely supplied through those railways, making taking it an absolute must uh, if he was if anybody was finally going to destroy Lee's army. Um, moreover, after the Overland Campaign, where Grant and his army repeatedly kicked Lee in the dick and inflicted huge losses on both his and Lee's army, nice. Grant realized that the only way he was finally going to crush Lee is if he crushed his supply base. And his dick. And his dick. Crush that dick. Uh, <laughs> the old twi- dick twister. And it has to be noted that Grant lost a ton of people during the Overland campaign as well. Uh, he lost a lot of men, material, supplies, everything. But the problem was is the Union really did have a war machine kicking so like they could be replaced. And Lee's really Doesn't couldn't. sound too good for yeah. anybody enlisting. No. Uh, war is just continuously old men killing young people and be like, it's working! <laughs> Uh yeah, it, like Grant would have got along fine as a as a general during World War One. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Wait, we have is this foreshadowing? Men? Are we foreshadowing? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, cool. uh, Grant, Grant also. Uh, well, the, actually, there's one main difference between Grant and a World War One general. He threw his men against a fortified Confederate position a couple of times. Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, I'd still give it some foreshadowing, but yeah, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. Um. He wasn't that dumb. No, he was a much better general than he ever would be a president. Oh, yeah. Um, which just goes to show that sometimes some people are just really good at killing people, and that's about it. I mean, and uh, we're not, this isn't a bio of Ulysses S. Grant, but his life was one of continuous failure until the Civil War. Like, he went bankrupt a couple of times, like, lost businesses. <laughs> he was virtually on the streets when he got his commission, like, back Fuck into the yeah. army. So, like, he's just really good at killing people. <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's all you need. Yeah, it shows. Uh, well, well, maybe he wasn't good at killing people, but he was really good at telling people <laughs> yeah. to kill people. Uh, the problem, of, of course, was um, the Union Army had actually almost captured Petersburg before, but Confederate General P.G.T. Beauregard, whose full name, this is true, is actually Gustav, uh, Pierre Gustav Toutant Beauregard. I like yeah. P.G.T. Yeah. Uh, he actually went by G.T., Oh, uh, GT, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went by Gustav Toutant. No, 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 call me GT. I mean, if you're going to name a guy who is a prominent general in a slave master rebellion, this would be his name. It would be. <laughs> and he would say GT. Yeah. Uh, Just like the muscle car. Cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, Beauregard had managed to hold Petersburg by the skin of his teeth. Uh, but during the Overland campaign, Grant drove Lee directly into the city for uh, reinforcing the city and digging it further, making storming the city and taking all impossible now. Uh, so, whoops. Oh, well. Whoopsie doodle. You, know, you just got to throw some dudes at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grant's like, hmm, have we tried a human wave attack? <laughs> yes, but we shall do again. Uh, we'll do it again. All right, fine. God damn it. Uh, so now once the city was reinforced, uh, they began to entrench, creating a large system of trenches and bulwarks lined with muskets, cannons, and sharpened sticks, just in case the first two are in Now, uh, it has to be pointed out that these trench lines are pretty goddamn impressive. Foreshadowing. Um, these, these lines would not look out of place in World War I. Yes. Uh, like, they, 
were huge. They stretched like 20 miles. Uh, they were built like heavy timber. They had like bombproof shelters. Uh, they even built like an ingenious system of chimneys so the soldiers could stay warm and cook food and not like clam bake <laughs> their, their fucking dugouts and kill themselves with smoke. You know that they had a few people die and they're like, you know what? We oh, yeah, really that, need a fucking that chimney. only got implemented because some soldiers like, fuck, I'm hungry. And started a goddamn cook fire in like a really small room and kill everybody in it. Yeah, because they already smell too. Oh, they have smelled terrible. Yeah. These guys haven't bathed in months. Yeah, they're wearing wool too. Oh god. What what is the uh, like what is the final boss of swamp ass? Like monsoon ass. Ew. Yeah. Um Salam- old salami and dick cheese. Oh, god damn it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> now, a few historians have pointed out that this battle and a few others like it as being either one of the first uh instances of Field fortifications quickly outpacing military technology and tactics of the day, leading to another argument that uh, the Civil War was either the last gasp of Napoleonic styles of warfare or what we would now know as modern warfare, uh, which is like not the Call of Duty game. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not calling in a cruise missile on this fucking bunker. Yeah, the Confederates got a kill streak and they just keep using all of their uh, their rewards on slaves and that's why they lost. <laughs> UAV, go! Uh, so, I mean, that there's something to be said uh, for that. The vast majority of the officers who fought in the Civil War, led the Civil War and caused the Civil War, um, were educated in like Napoleonic style warfare at West Point. Almost all of them went to West Point, uh, or uh, was the other one um, VMI, the Virginia mm, Military yeah. Institution? Um, yeah, uh, which is leads me to believe like maybe just burn VMI to the ground. Wasn't there a movie about one of the? I think about VMI. A bunch or of West cadets. Point? Oh, that was um, a, a, a school that uh they took over their own school yeah it wasn't west point though they, those were like high school kids okay yeah. i don't know why i thought of it was a really I, strange one movie. of them because like one kid actually shoots somebody and everyone's like what the fuck man <laughs> uh but yeah uh and, and you know that they advanced from napoleonic styles of war to what we would see roll out eventually during like world war one and like the crimean war and shit like that all bad mostly uh um, yeah Anyway, we're not here to debate military theory. Maybe that's what other shows do, but, you know, whatever. I don't even read that shit. Uh, I, I don't care about military theory really at all. Um, all these fortifications led to a problem for Grant. Uh, he had no idea how the hell he was going to take them over or get around them or what anything. Uh, sir, you see, the problem is here. Uh, they're in the ground. Yeah. Hold on, what? They, they, they dug a hole? Fuck, we didn't plan you can for do this. <laughs> what the? We don't have to just stand here and square off with one another? <laughs> yeah. He's fucking cheating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, the, the Grant's tactics simply weren't up to the task, and it could be argued his soldiers really weren't either. Uh, I wouldn't be either. No, I'm still not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, earlier that same year, uh, the Battle of Cold Harbor uh, happened, and Grant ordered his army to storm the fortified positions that the Confederates commanded, and that being a total disaster. The Union forces were easily repulsed, leaving behind nearly 12,000 dead and gaining him absolutely nothing. That's a lot. Um, in his personal memoirs, Grant said that of all the orders he gave during the war, the second order to assault Cold Harbor was the one he regretted the most. So, At least he understands that. 
Yeah, uh, Grant seems to be a guy who definitely didn't really ever blink about sending people to die, but he felt really bad about it afterwards, which r- reminds me of a really bad joke. Um, it was like, America's wild because we'll send soldiers to invade your homeland and then make movies about how killing you made our soldiers sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of those movies. I wrote a whole book about it. Uh, <laughs> oh my. Waiting for the movie. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, so is my bank account. Um, who would play you? Uh, I hope Morgan Freeman. Okay. He's in everything. Well, he's getting kind of old. I don't think that's a solid one. I would go for... God. I'm, I'm, you? I, I already said Morgan Freeman. You? To play you? No. <laughs> I mean, that would be like that uh, 517 to Paris movie that they made that was starring the oh, actual... Oh, fucking Nat- shit. That shit was Clint so Eastwood would bad. direct your movie. No, there's no well. Actually, Clint Eastwood would direct any movie that would give him an ex, which would then star himself. That would only exist to give him an excuse he to sh- play shout you. racial slurs at fucking at brown people. Yeah. That's the only reason why the mule exists. The mule only. Gran Torino. Gran Torino. He yells racial slurs for two and a half hours. I haven't seen the mule yet. That's really bad. You've I, seen it? I watched it on a flight back from Iceland, and it was like my only option, and I turned it off. You have a lot of options. At, well, I, I've seen everything else, and uh, everything else is on the list. And uh, I watched it for about 30 minutes, and mind you, my only other option there was staring blankly at the seat in front of me. I turned it off and stared at the seat in front of me. You just looked at the little animation of the plane yep. going past another dot. Yep. Closer. That's, to- that's a better movie than The Mule. <laughs> We're um, closer! Uh, so... With Cold Harbor fresh in Grant's mind, the siege of Petersburg fell into a stalemate with neither side really willing or able to force the other one to do much of anything. This one for months. And there was like little uh, side battles that happened uh, that Grant attempted to make them pull resources a different way to see if he could create a gap. One of them was called the Battle of the Deep Bottom. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to to bring that up. (laughs) The Deep Bottom. We'll call this battle the Dookie Maker. Yeah. Uh, um, who's, we name that something else. <laughs> nope. It's official. It's already in the dispatches. Oh, God damn it. Fuck. Uh, enter one Lieutenant Colonel Henry Pleasance. Pleasance was actually born in Argentina and didn't move to the U.S. until he was 13. Um, and unlike most white people whose family moved to Argentina, uh, this happened before World War II, so you don't have to be suspicious. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good sneak. <laughs> Uh, after that, he moved to Philly, and what else did people in Philly do at the time? He became a coal miner. I mean, no, really, what do people in Philly do other than like boo Santa Claus, scream well, racial slurs? There's no jobs in Philly. All you do is walk around the streets of Philly and clean it up with your mouth, eat <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks, yell about pork rolls, and yeah, uh, Pleasance was uh, under the idea that um, the Civil War is actually over what kind of cheese you put on a sandwich. Cheese whiz, bitch. Cheese whiz. Provolone. And then somewhere like the the volunteer regiment from New York has to bring in someone from New Jersey as an interpreter. Is that (laughs) I can't understand the fuck this guy is saying. (laughs) They're both they're both shitting on each other. (laughs) We don't know what to do. Sir, what's he saying? Uh, He's just spelling the word eagles repeatedly. (laughs) I, I, I feel like we should just burn this place to the ground. That's now the second time in this episode I've volunteered to just burn something to the ground immediately. <laughs> the Civil War will do that to you. Yeah. Anyway, Pleasance got married and became a civil engineer for the local mining industry. Nice. He eventually got married to uh, Sarah Bannon, who died pretty much immediately from, oh, okay. an, un- <laughs> from an unknown illness. Uh, they, they like almost immediately after he was married that she died. 
Um, now, well, according to some of his friends, he wrote letters saying that he wished to join the army in 1861 because he really wanted to die in combat and rejoin his wife in the afterlife. So depressing. Imagine like a, I'm not laughing at his wife dying, I promise, no. but like imagine a, a, a rousing speech by this guy. So, sir, what are we supposed to do? We're going to go die, boys. Huh. That's was, that was very uplifting. Sir, we're just training right now. We're not even fighting. Shut up and shoot at each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Everybody will join my wife <laughs> in the afterlife. Sir, we'd really like to not do that. Let's go die, everybody. Uh, he's on it with the dying You thing can literally again. just fall on your own sword or <laughs> drink the water. Sir, have you tried committing suicide so the rest of us <laughs> yeah. can live? <laughs> you shouldn't be commanding us at all. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what my commander would have been like. Uh, in the lead up to Afghanistan, where he's like, "All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna go over there, and we're we're, we're just gonna die. Uh, that's the only thing I really want to do to 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 finish my mission. We're just you gonna- have sappy plates in. Why? Yeah. Uh, what are you, some kind of pussy? Yeah. God damn it. It's pleasant just going over a chugging water out of rivers full of corpses. <laughs> Why won't I die? <laughs> like the first one's like, "Please take me, death." Yeah, God the first damn it. like, "Get the soldiers away. Get the soldiers away." And this was that like a lack of trying that this man managed to survive. Uh, he became an officer in the 48th Pennsylvania Volunteer Infantry. And <laughs> that sounds like a shit unit. <laughs> <laughs> it managed, he managed to survive the battles of Antietam, Second Bull Run, Fredericksburg, and the Wilderness. Just the Maybe whole, he just should have wanted to live and he would have died. Yeah, the whole time was like, God damn Jesus it. Christ. He just pulls I'm himself. still alive. What the fuck? It's like the, it's, it's a scene. He just pulls himself out of a pile of corpses. He's like, please, for the love of God, take me death. Take <laughs> I wonder me. if the Confederates saw him and were like, let him live. And just Why is that man crying? constantly uh don't shoot for that one he looks sad <laughs> yeah. uh by the time of uh the battle of petersburg he had been promoted to lieutenant colonel and was now in charge of his entire regiment <laughs> so you see uh you still have limbs yeah yeah you got commanded by default well we killed all the other officers please kill me no M- mr pleasant we need you to command the regiment you're so funny sir oh, yeah. uh, please, you're in charge please just kill me uh, now, like Pleasance, many of the men in it, also, his name is Pleasance, and he had to be the most Debbie Downer motherfucker to ever exist. Oh, yeah, he wasn't Pleasant at all. Yeah. He uh, was terrible at parties. <laughs> hey, you want a drink? I'd really like to die. My okay. wife is dead. Have I told you about how I really want to see my wife again? I carry yeah. her with me, but, uh... Did, did you bring anything? I brought Zima. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's basically Sprite. <laughs> it's spicy Sprite. <laughs> yeah. Now, like Pleasance, many men of his regiments had come from the coal mines. That was when Pleasance went to his commanding officer, Major General Ambrose Burnside, with a hell of a good idea fairy on his shoulders. So, here's my theory on the unit of coal miners. They're like the Charlie Brown character where they just have soot following them around everywhere they march. I assume they look like the naked coal miners from uh, the Chernobyl miniseries all the time. <laughs> did you shower? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I just kind of look like this. Uh, now, he wanted his infantry regiment full of plucky miners to tunnel across no man's land directly underneath the Confederate trenches and fill the entire fucker with explosives, blowing it up. So it's like uh, the end of Incredibles. Uh, sure. Uh, though I imagine this whole thing would be easier if Pleasance had superpowers. Then he could use them to kill himself in a spectacular way. Uh, the concept of tunnel warfare is nothing new. It goes all the way back to the days of ancient Greece, where uh, people would try to tunnel underneath uh, cities during sieges, and then the the besieged people would attempt to tunnel out and meet them. 
and Dude, stab each other underground. Could you imagine the first time they tried doing this and how like how many errors they had to go through with tunneling? Also, yeah, because like this is you know hundreds of years later, and there's dedicated coal mines now and like in ancient greece they're like fuck it just dig a really huge hole and that's when they found out oh god there's no oxygen under here yeah <laughs> hey sir should we keep using our swords uh yes what the fuck else are you gonna use <laughs> Sh- a shovel <laughs> uh in one account philip of macedon simply lied to a town that he had besieged Ooh. that there was he had built a tunnel under their walls and, the macedonian army and empire total and, war and they just surrendered so good through the the fear of having a tunnel built under their walls. That's not a tactic in Empire Total War. It should be. It really should be. That'd be the fucking shit. During the siege battles? Oh, man. Maybe one day they'll build, they'll make another to- Empire Total War that won't suck. Uh, after the invention of gunpowder, people began to fill these sons of bitches up to the, uh, to the brim and explode them. This became such a worry that places like the Kremlin and Moscow had a purpose-built hearing tunnel that was uh, dug under the city where a guy would just sit in it and listen uh, for people Moscow? digging. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Kremlin How of deep Moscow. was this tunnel? It's pretty big. I mean, and he was just sit- sitting there just... Somebody's job was to sit there and listen for people tunneling. It's a super dark yeah. tunnel. I imagine he'd o- they would open up the hole they, and they, he'd get the small light. Like They enlisted the fucking mole people. Yeah. They'd uh, throw down food like slop, like feeding time. <laughs> and then they forgot about him. He's yeah, still under they there. They eventually just sealed the tunnel up with him still inside. I've been serving under here for 80 years. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is a dangerous hole. <laughs> Pleasant's idea was pretty simple. Blow a big asshole in the Confederate line you and know, then rush it with uh, with the gap that it created with infantry. My favorite like version of this is World War One. like watching a few documentaries on it where they throw giant torpedoes of like explosives into a tunnel. Like They'd use like stethoscopes. And they'd be able to hear the next tunnel and be like, yeah. let's blow them up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just counter tunneling, which is really crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. Like, imagine, like, your job is to dig at them. Imagine what? if I started from my house to get here. It would take a very long time. It would. You don't have an infantry regiment at your disposal. I have, mm, yeah, I have you a ha- dog. Yeah. And she's not very good at, well, she's pretty good at digging. She fucked up my backyard. Your dog helped. <laughs> uh, now, when Grant and Meade were told of the plan, they actually thought it was kind of dumb. Um, but they let the soldiers get to work on their tunnel in June anyway. Not for any real strategic purpose. Uh, Grant thought the tunnel would be a great idea because, quote, a mere, it would be a good mere way to keep men occupied, which is the most army thing That's to have ever awesome. happened. Holy shit. Well, we can't figure out how to attack the Confederates. Uh, so we're and and our soldiers are just sitting around here, probably fucking shooting themselves on accident. Throwing rocks into a hat, yeah, in uh, a circle. We can't have that. <laughs> have them dig a hole, sir. Sir, what do you want the soldiers? To, uh, fucking dig a hole. Uh, now, Pleasance and his army of miners got to work, but they quickly realized <laughs> the coal mining. <laughs> yeah, they quickly figured out that nobody really gave a shit. Now, building a mine requires things like. You know, wood for buttresses and things like shovels and pickaxes. They didn't have any of that. They uh, the first thing they had to do was make their own mining tools out of fucking uh, cracker tins. That's not the best mining tool. Uh, they had to find wood and beg, borrow, and steal it because pretty much as soon as they started building, uh, Grant stopped supporting them. But dig that tunnel. Yeah, just make it happen. Yeah, the Grant is the most army man to have ever existed. <laughs> it's awesome. He's the inventor of the good idea fairy. Oh, God. Um, now, 
they had to find wood that would be used for sh- things like shelters and reinforcing the actual trench lines at the front. So they were he, he these like literally cannibalizing their defenses to build a big meaningless How hole. How do you get away with that? I don't know. I, I figure if if I was like in a position and like a whole bunch of angry Philly dudes came up and tried to steal a wall, I'd be pretty fucking upset. Yeah, because you won, you can't understand them. Yeah, I don't I have I don't have my fucking guy from Pittsburgh nearby to translate for me or whatever. Yeah, they're using privates as supports in the tunnel, <laughs> just jamming people into the side. Yeah. Fuck it, just hold Get up the, the drummer boy. Hold, hold up the dirt with your head. He has wood. It's only a stick. <laughs> Fuck it, it's ours now. Yeah. Uh, now, because, like I've pointed out, this is an actual army of miners, the tunnel ended up being pretty goddamn impressive. It also included an air exchange system, uh, so it wouldn't ha- so they wouldn't have to uh, build ventilation shafts in the middle of no man's land and give up the like give up the game that they were playing with the confederates so they had to like light fires to force air in certain direction and it, it was pretty smart so it's better than my theory of how they did it i think they just had one giant chain of uh, one guy at one end of the tunnel and then open mouth kissing and blowing air into the next guy <laughs> going all the way to a the human end. chain of open mouth kissing much, it's almost like human centipede <laughs> if you will oh god oh that's... just don't try to use your ass i i have Honestly, of all the things you've said on this show, that's the smartest one. And somehow that one has given me the most visceral, like visceral picture in my yeah, head. The guy on the end gets all like the oh, it's almost like oh, it's like the gold miners where they try to get the gold at the end. He gets all the shit at the end. He gets like <laughs> teeth, fucking <laughs> che- leftover chewing tobacco. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't puke, don't puke. We need the oxygen. Yeah. Oh God. Um. You got me shook, man. I thought you already were shook from the hangover. Uh, yeah, that doesn't help. Uh, so all this work for secrecy. So like, uh, not building the the ventilation shafts and like very covertly hiding all the dirt that they're pulling up from the earth uh, was completely pointless because the Confederates picked up on the mining pretty pretty quick. Really? Uh, yeah. How? Uh, I think uh, it just says a rumor started spreading. How the fuck does that spread? I mean, there's a good there's a good chance at like the dead of the night they heard them digging, or like they the miners would come out from their shift in the end of the tunnel. It's a long tunnel, fuck. Yeah, I'm really tired from digging that really big tunnel. <laughs> and the guy God all the way in the end. Pete, it. Shut yeah, up. Shut the fuck up. And then, of course, that's what Philly is for. They just fucking say shit. Dumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, they really Phillyed that one. The the Philly special is actually just getting shot yeah. by Confederates. <laughs> Uh, so rumors began spreading within the Confederate lines, uh, of a possible tunnel coming towards them, uh, for no good reason whatsoever. And, uh, it was immediately passed to General Lee himself. Um, (laughs) sir, they're trying to play whack-a-mole. Uh, there's a big goddamn tunnel under our feet, (laughs) sir. And then Lee did absolutely nothing with that information. Exactly. Cause he... You have the upper hand at whack-a-mole. You have the hammer. Once their head pops up, use your rifles to bat them down. This I, is simple. I heard if I put a male's dog's pee in a tunnel, it stops the union boys from coming through it. Like like with a mole. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> I don't know Cause they're what mole, the fuck you just said. Because they're, they're mole people. Uh, the whole southern accent threw it all off. Uh, now... Uh, Lee didn't do anything of this information for two fucking weeks. Uh, afterwards, he ordered a countermining operation, which went absolutely nowhere, got lost, and then quit. <laughs> <laughs> they just quit. They're like, yeah, well, fuck it. 
I've 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 mined far enough away from the lines where the lieutenant can't see me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they put all the fucking E four Confederate assholes on it. Yeah, that it's this is our napping tunnel. Yeah, I gotta get away from my cousin, brother, fucking, lieutenant, husband. Then their tunnel collapsed on them. Good. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, three days after the the Union mine was complete, Grant and Meade ordered the motherfucker to be packed with to the gills with explosives. This included 320 kegs of gunpowder, which is around 8,000 pounds. That's a lot of kegs. Because uh, if you think about it, last night, the tap room went through 15 kegs that we were just at. Jesus Christ. I wonder how many of those would be. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like at least one of them. So they went through 15 kegs. Yep. I can only imagine what a Philadelphia infantry unit can throw in there. Uh, 320 kegs of gunpowder, oh, it turns okay. out. <laughs> uh, now, this was only 20 feet below Confederate lines, so it was, it was pretty close. Now the, 20 feet. Now, the problem, of course, being that these were just kegs of loose gunpowder. They weren't shaped charges. They weren't like, it wasn't a bomb. Uh, so there's no way to direct the explosives. So Pleasance had to figure out a way to do that himself and just packed a whole bunch of dirt at the end of it. So you think ex- he'd want to sit in the mine as it goes off? Like he's just like just ride it. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, all right, go ahead, set it off. I'm, Sir, you're still down there. Finally, oh, I'm gonna, I know. I'm I know. gonna see my sweet Sarah. Now I just blow me into the goddamn afterlife. I just think every time he gets the chance, he's just a pussy about it. Right. Well, he's too big of a coward to kill himself, so he's trying to get other people to do it with him. But he's obviously the goddamn like That's Highlander. Everybody in the army. Because <laughs> whenever we go to the range or anything like that, and they're in the field, we're like, "Fuck, I want to kill myself." And then once we get the chance, we get the real bullets. We don't do it. I mean, statistically, you do more than anybody else. It's true. <laughs> it's very. It's quite depressing. Yes. Uh, now, Pleasance actually uh, was kind of. Uh, he pulled it out of his ass and figured it out. Like he wasn't exactly an EOD guy. Like he was an explosives expert. <laughs> yeah, they called him EOD. Yeah, like there there was no EOD. Uh, you think they finally came hours after in their fucking EOD carriage? <laughs> we need the we need the tunnel to explode this specific time. They show up nine hours late <laughs> in their EOD carriage, wearing the cool guy fucking union uniform. Where they're dressed like zouaves with really big beards. Like, <laughs> hey, we heard you guys called it. No, we figured it out, guys. You could fucking leave now. Backwards union cap and shit. <laughs> Somehow it's still a it's a Velcro union flag on it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm making a coffee war- business when I get out. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be really racist, too, so I hope the Confederacy wins. <laughs> uh, oh, man, we just ruined the Civil War with vet bros. Yeah. I, imagine the shitty, uh, like, veteran apparel that would have come out of the Civil oh, War. God, it'd be so bad. I didn't fuck my cousin on the hills of Antietam to give these black people freedom. Buy our wool shirts. <laughs> now, uh, he, he got the blast to go off where he needed by piling dirt uh, behind it, so it didn't explode backwards into Union lines, <laughs> which which would have been fucking hilarious if the it Union accidentally been. suicide bombed the Confederacy. <laughs> what's he What's he saying? I believe he's saying Allahu Akbar, sir. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah, that is really weird. Uh, now, they uh, in preparation for the coming assault, General Burnside had a division of the United States Colored Troops. That was their name. As racist as it is, under the command of one general, Edward Fierro, to begin special training for their upcoming mission. Now, um, side note here about uh, our boy Ferrero. General Ferrero was a man who, and this is true, was not a career military officer. He was instead the West Point Academy's dance instructor. Yes, and the and the author of the book, The Art of Dancing. 
He made so much money teaching dance the upper class of New York City that when the Civil War started, he simply bought his own regiment. All they uh, did regiment. was square dance back then. That's all they did. <laughs> I mean, white people suck at dancing now. Imagine exactly. That's they why all the they do is square dance. They can't do anything else. Just grinding at each other's genitals and wool pants. Uh, I, I, even, I imagine at the time square dancing, you're not allowed to touch the other partner because no. back then. Now, to make this even worse, uh, now the, the, the regiment he purchased, uh, and, stu- purchased. and stood up was the 51st New York Volunteers, and he was simply put in charge of it by the federal government. How much does it cost to stand up a unit? Uh, I could probably afford to do it. Hmm. I, I mean, it, it was a lot. I mean, if I had uh, as much money as I did in the 1800s, I would not be a crippling poverty. <laughs> I would actually be quite rich. <laughs> I don't know who would want to spend money on to build, like, stand up a unit. Someone who really waste who really money. wants rank, uh, because uh, they they got like militia commissions, which weren't technically real. Um, like they were just given colonel, given general, shit like that. Uh, but they weren't federal army officers. They fell they fell under the United States Army. Uh, but it it was a really weird convoluted system of like where the weird backward militia system that America had up until that point kind of tried to work with a federalized army for the first time and it really didn't work and that's why it died off after that. Right. Um, but yeah, he just kind of purchased himself colonel rank, which is pretty common back then is the buyer commission. I totally I mean, that's it. why yeah. so many goddamn officers during every war ever were like lawyers and doctors and shit. Every war ever. Um, <laughs> like a good example is uh, like World War One, like ha- half of like Yale and Harvard's graduating classes went and died in the trenches because they all purchased commission, which is by the way, a really good way to get rid of bad people. Uh, (laughs) Dying in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, if if that happened to Yale and Harvard's graduating classes more often, the world would probably be (laughs) a better place. Go to the Western front. It's 2019. We have an arrangement with the French. They're going to put you in a hole and machine gun you at the show show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Get fucked. Yeah. We even have a guy dressed up in World War One uniform to make it really authentic. <laughs> so he's suffering too? Yes, he is actually. He's actually he's a volunteer. Yeah, he's, he's actually a volunteer. He's very excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It turns out he is uh, from Africa and uh, most of you guys end up grad- graduating and getting spook related jobs in the United States government and drop <laughs> drone strikes on his villages. So he really wants to shoot you. Uh, now, a shocking twist of just about everything in American history up to that point, the soldiers of the USCT uh, were made the main fighting force for the mission. Now, up until this point, uh, the USCT, which is uh, black soldiers led by white officers. Um, had not really been used for combat, despite the fact that they were told specifically upon enlisting they get a chance to fight Johnny Reb, and they never got a chance because uh, racism mostly. Right, right. Um, now they thought it would be ungentlemanly to send black people into combat because they couldn't fight as good as white people. Well, yeah. When you have Ferris Bueller leading you, it's honestly you need to go to battle. Glory's a really good movie and not about the Battle of the Crater. It's not. <laughs> but can you take Ferris Bueller as a leader? Uh, Ferris Bueller killed a guy in Ireland once, so maybe. Have you ever heard about that? No. Yeah, he got in a drunk driving accident and killed someone and just kind of paid a fine and went home. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did he have the same stupid goatee? I hope so. Uh, I, I feel like any drunk drive murderer is probably some douchebag with a with a goatee. Yeah, he, yeah, I think he paid like eight hundred bucks and just kind of went home. What a douche. Yeah, yep. Is the world is uh is is not equal when you have 
Ferris Bueller money. I think it was directly after the Fer- Ferris Bueller movie came I out too. We keep calling him Ferris Bueller. Uh, I don't remember his real name. Neither do um, I. So forgettable. <laughs> uh, now, their job would be to uh, exploit the gap that would be made in Confederate lines uh, after the. Oh yes, their thigh gap. <laughs> At, the Confederacy certainly does not have a thigh gap. <laughs> not with fucking. The kind of food that they're eating. Well, they they might towards the end of the war because of yeah, because cripp- they're fucking dying. It's <laughs> crippling starvation. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, the the tunnel would explode, and then the USCT boys would go running through. I would hate to run through their thigh gap. That must smell like shit. Oh god, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> now for like for Civil War time, uh, the USCT soldiers actually went to went through a lot of training beforehand. Um, That's like, good. They drilled how to place the footbridges to cross over trenches. They drilled how to assault around um, the, the the crater that would be uh, formed. They drilled what, what I guess we now know as Battle Drill 1 Alpha in the air, which is like assaulting a, uh, a fortified they did position. glass houses. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was like an obscene amount of, and it was only like a couple days, but like that's way more than you normally get. They, so true. <laughs> they doing it with muskets and shit. Yeah. And, then, and then the day before their fateful assault, General Meade changed his mind about the idea of using black soldiers as such an important part of an operation. Now, this is generally put up as he was worried about the political ramifications if it failed, because then a large number of black soldiers would die, and it would look like we just freed black people and then threw to them to them. death yeah yeah which i mean they did that's exactly they, yeah. why they freed black people but like they didn't want they didn't want to say the quiet part out loud right because um, they're the union but it really is just racism he uh mead himself thought um that the black soldiers couldn't fight as well as the white soldiers um and uh, the idea that he was worried about losing black soldiers is kind of obscene when you think about it because in the civil war they were uh the black soldiers were much more uh, statistically higher uh likely to die uh, than white soldiers. Now, obviously, much fewer number of black people uh, or black soldiers died uh, than white soldiers um, because of people like General Meade and right. not wanting to use them in combat. Uh, but statistically, you are much more likely to die if you're a black guy than a white guy uh, because 1800s America just had to keep getting worse. You think Pleasants tried doing blackface to die? <laughs> oh God, uh, I'm pretty sure every everybody in the Union Army was totally fine to blackface. I imagine so, but I imagine Pleasant's like, they have a higher rate of dying. I want to die. Huh. He should have just commanded a USCT unit, but uh, nope. Maybe he just should have drank fucking mud water. <laughs> drink literally any water and you'll die of some yeah. horrible wasting disease like everybody else around you. Uh, that probably didn't help that General Fierro agreed that his soldiers probably shouldn't be the spearhead of the attack. He shouldn't be at the spearhead of the. Well, that's what it came down to. Is fear. That's what their training also was. They also had to learn how to pirouette. Yeah, I've been trying the numbers down right. While they're uh, trying learning how to assault trenches, he's like, "This is bullshit. None of them can even dance." Yes, (laughs) none of them have tempo. They're none of them have rhythm. They're not ready for for the main stage, sir. They're planning to attack a trench line. But look at that plie. It's bullshit. Uh, Now, Fierro was. Much more likely, just didn't want to be in combat. Uh, and totally he, agree. And he was also a huge racist, so that probably had something to do with it. Um, and, so it should be pointed out that um, most of the white officers put in the USCT command positions were kind of thought of as pieces of shit because nobody wanted that command. So Fierro didn't get that position by being a good officer. Right. So do you think almost like shitbag officers got put in that unit? I mean, it could be something as little as pissing off the wrong people. Okay. But 
it, it was not considered a favorable command to have, right. mostly because you know this was the gentlemanly warfare, and they mm, wanted to go yes. out and get glory and all that shit, and people were too racist to use black soldiers in combat. So, and uh, it was thought of as like a lesser command. Mm. So yeah, if you're def- definitely, which is obviously not true. Um, I mean, black soldiers prove themselves um, time and time, time and time again oh, yeah. throughout history. Uh, but you know. It's, it's it's the Union Army during the Civil War. They're not going to be very woke. <laughs> very true. Um, and also, the Army continued to be incredibly racist to the current day. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, the problem was is when Fierro said that his soldiers shouldn't take the spearhead uh, position, nobody else really wanted it. Uh, nobody volunteered. Not a single commander stepped forward and like, my men will do it. Instead, I wouldn't volunteer. No, I wouldn't either. Um, Alec Baldwin would. I don't think he would. That's Two little very, Raiders. Very no, strange Pearl, thing Pearl Harbor just up. came into my head. I don't know why. I hate that movie so much. We need to watch it. Uh, General Burnside uh, decided that he would select the uh, the person to command the attack by having them draw lots. Uh, the winner or loser, if you happen to fall into one of these idiots' commands, was General James Ledley, who decided he didn't even need to learn about the attack at all. <laughs> Uh, he didn't go to his briefing and did not tell his soldiers what they're what they were supposed to be doing. Which rem- remember, the USCT guys had just trained for hours to do um, all that training for no reason. He just kind of wandered off to a bomb uh, for a, uh, to a bomb shelter and hung out. Do you think they probably like fucked him over with the straws? Like, give him the smallest straw. This uh, guy, not this if guy. not if they wanted him to. Not if they wanted the attack to succeed. Um, because Lidley had previously been noted for incompetence. Well, if they wanted to succeed, I would imagine somebody would have been like, you know what? I'll step up. I have a good unit. He also ran uh, away from his men and left them out to die at Cold Harbor, which got him in zero trouble, but his men all remember it. We all... <sighs> yeah. Nobody really seemed to care about that. Uh, the plan for the mine to be bl- uh, was uh, to be blown between 3.30 and 3.45 a.m., but Pleasance was, once again, giving shitty material, and his fuse hardly worked making the bomb go off an hour later than scheduled. He Maybe he was sitting down there an hour before like, when will this shit fucking blow up? And, it only <laughs> went, and finally went off when he left. Yeah, when he left, it's just, boom, he's like, fuck. Foiled again. Yeah. Uh, a mushroom cloud erupted from uh, underneath the Confederate lines, blowing a 120-foot wide, 30-foot deep crater into the ground and vaporizing around 278 Confederate soldiers. Men who weren't killed by the explosion were buried alive in their sleep. Fuck yeah. Uh, a soldier. Yeah, this should happen more often. Just, oh, right, yeah. Just give you the Houdini treatment. Yeah. Uh, a soldier serving with the 118th New York Regiment said, quote, the fort was blown up into the air. It was a splendid sight. John mm. John Haley of the 17th was Maine hard. said, quote, the earth and heaven were rent by an explosion, which would have done credit to several thunderstorms. One that the, one's kind of sucky. That one's kind of lame. I yeah. like the first one. Uh, one of the Confederates near Ground Zero said, quote, the first jar felt I, I felt as though I was a bomb was lit under my bomb-proof roof, and then I lit into the ditch. Came another blast, and God only knows it sent me high. I spread out my wings to see if I could fly, but the first thing I knowed, I was back on top I of the works. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you ever try to fly away from an explosion, you probably have a pretty mean concussion. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Or he had it before. And Maybe he's just stupid. The Confederate diaries just get worse. This one uh, was written, and I'm going to try to read this the best I can. Can, right? you, can you do two things? One, do your best Confederate accent. Okay. Go. All right. <laughs> Quote, 
J.W. Callahan was killed by the blowed up of the breastworks. He was buried with in the dirt. Dirt is spelled D-I-R, by the way. Uh, As I spell it. When they found him, he was standing straight up in the ditch, and the 100 kilt and buried by the explosion. He spelled kilt with like a K-I-L-T? K-I-L-D. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the men who were not killed outright or buried alive were stunned and confused because, you know, God just punched a hole in the yeah, earth. Yeah, dirt in their eyes. Nobody <laughs> wants that. I think that's the least of their worries. Like, oh, they ruined my uniform. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what they thought. Uh, and this is when the, it should be noted, this is when the union was supposed to attack. Uh, but since the units and the commanders had been switched out, nobody had any idea what to do. Ledley waited a full 10 minutes before finally ordering his men to attack the crater. What a fucking asshole. Uh, uh, also, so, because they were untrained, they did not bring footbridges, so they would have to climb up and down each and every trench line they came across uh, through union lines. Did you see the movie that this was kind of like, Not, I'm not going to say based on, but there was a scene where Cold this Mountain? Was, no, yeah. I, I try not to watch movies with Jude Law on it. <laughs> so there's a scene. <laughs> it's a personal policy that I have. Where they show the union soldiers all laying down before the first trench, kind of like, you know, secret, like, oh, we're about to fucking go in here and fuck their shit up once it blows up. Yeah, I imagine that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen at all. I imagine they were all just chilling, and they're like, holy fuck, there's a giant explosion. Uh, General Ledley's saying that we need to attack. Attack what? Oh, the crater? Fuck, okay. <laughs> I'm still eating. Yeah. Now, I guess we can wait 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let, let your food digest, guys. <laughs> you know what they say, attacking a trench on a full stomach's how you get cramps. Do they? This is like the first time we ever heard the word <laughs> trenches ever. Now, the black soldiers had been trained to run around the crater and press the attack into the broken Confederate lines. Smart. The white soldiers ran uh, into the area and thought, hey, that crater looks like a solid rifle pit and jumped right into it, Fucking stopping the advance entirely. God damn it. Which, remember, was the whole goddamn point of this exercise. Yep. They just went from one trench into the other and then stopped moving. White people keep just ruining everything. History is just one continuous chain of white people fucking people over. <laughs> it is. Uh, this, gra- uh, this gave the Confederates time to get their shit together because they were dazed. If they pressed the attack, there's a good chance it would have succeeded. Um, yeah, but- once the Confederates were done being confused that th- they were... Like the For some reason, surprise. they started choking each other because they were both brown, but it was from the dirt that was on their <laughs> face. Like, oh, you're Cletus! Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. I was choking. You were brown there for I, a second. I only ever choke black people. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, ass. So they waited long enough for them to get their shit together and launch a counterattack. This would have been difficult uh, as most had no idea what was happening as their brains had been turned into gravy by a giant bomb. <laughs> but thankfully for country the- gravy, too. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it was definitely the instant powder gravy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thankfully, uh, the Union for the Forces made this way easier by simply jumping into a giant crater and waiting there. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the rebel soldiers directed all their rifle and artillery fire directly into the hole. We have a super trench. <laughs> <laughs> he with the biggest trench wins the war. Uh, and Confederate General William Mahoney called the whole thing a turkey shoot. So also, glad you didn't watch the movie. I suggest watching just the few fight, the battle scenes that have to do with Crater. Does Jude Law die in it? Honestly, I didn't notice Jude Law through any of the fighting, <laughs> which is good. There's an Indian that fights with the Confederates. Of course. The, the Confederates aren't racist. We have a Native American. Exactly. See, he's our friend. <laughs> he's, he's one of the good ones. He's throwing fucking rifles with bayonets on them like, the, like they're spears of course. down into the pit. 
Why doesn't he shoot the guns? I don't know. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, what the fuck? This is greatly upsetting to me. Like, here, hand me another rifle. What is he doing? Well, I, I guess he's just throwing them like spears. He does know they're guns, right? Yeah, he says he likes it better this way. And then at one point, he grabs his knives and fucking just jumps straight into the pit. And I was just like, what the fuck? So, oh, that's so dumb. That's, Please watch that, it. That, okay. Um, now, if this is if you're in command, you cut your losses and retreat. Uh, the element of surprise is gone. The attack was stalled. And now everybody in your command was dying. Uh, but that isn't what happened. Instead, Burnside ordered Fierro's USCT soldiers into the attack. Um, now, remember, they were trained as they're going to be advancing as uh, undercover. There's going to be surprise. Well, all that's gone. Now. All these guys are confused. They don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. All that's gone. So as the soldiers are running into battle, uh, the Confederates begin pouring rounds into them as they run across no man's land. Uh, the flanking fire was so intense they had to run to the first cover they could find, which was oh my god, the crater. They <laughs> ran directly into the crater. You know, one thing that movie does depict pretty well is how gruesome it could have looked. Like oh, all like, these Confederates just firing down in the crater, and yeah, firing, what the fuck are you gonna do? Firing in the mini balls, at, yeah, at very close range, just like, tearing arms off and shit. Sucks. Yeah. Now, if you're wondering why um, Ledley and Fiera would allow their men to act this way um, uh, you know, or not change the attack ideas, uh, change their plan, do something, do literally anything. Uh, it's because neither of them were anywhere near their men. They couldn't even see the battle, nor were they issuing any orders to subordinate commanders. They instead sat on a bench in a shelter getting drunk off rum while thousands of their men were blown <laughs> to pieces. Watch me pirouette. Watch this. Hold the rum. Oh, check check out this fucking sweet move, man. Whoa, whoa, you're stumbling, you're stumbling, you're stumbling. No, 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 no. it's pirouette. Trust me, trust me. I'm a, I'm a fucking, I, wrote, I literally wrote a book about this. Um, yeah, they didn't do shit. Um, so all every decision that was made in the field was made by other subordinate commanders pulling shit out of their ass. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, finally, Union soldiers realized that they were fucked and nothing was going to change that. So they retreated, or at least they attempted to. Uh, but... Now the Confederates are in position. Uh, if, if you try to climb your way out of a crater and run back across no man's land, it's a really good way to get slaughtered. Uh, so yeah. many of them turned back around and ran right back into the crater. They had nowhere to go. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. All told, nearly 8,000 Union soldiers were now trapped. That's a giant crater full of a lot of dudes. That's a big fucking hole. It's a lot of dudes. I mean, also, like you just keep rising to the top uh, because you're standing on the backs of eight other people who died. Oh, God. Uh, that is when they assaulted the Confederate positions to the right of the crater, fighting the rebels in hand-to-hand combat for hours. Uh, and by all accounts, both sides executed everybody. Like, if you tried to surrender or were wounded, you immediately got a bayonet I mean, I to the that. face. I which, I mean, yeah. But one thing it does remind me of, the movie Lincoln. The first scene, the best part of the whole movie. Don't know why I watched it. I've watched it a few times. Don't know why I watched it a few times either. It's a really long movie. It is. One of them was during school. First uh, scene was one of the uh, Union soldiers drowning a Confederate soldier. The movie should have just been two hours of that. It would have been awesome. <laughs> uh, now, according to Union soldier named Josiah Cutchin, which is just about the most Jesus. Civil War name ever. Fucking gravy in his canteen. There was, <laughs> there was so much blood in the trenches that it was up to the soles of his shoes. Oh, God. John Sale said... It's a lot of blood. And everybody could have started from the works... And walk to theirs 
without touching their foot to the ground, but by stepping from body to body, which you know what that means? Return of the Corpse Road. <laughs> That's We're fucking, back again, baby. That's fucking metal. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting on death paint right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I said it wrong. I, I got to go full Ken Burns. And everybody could have started from their works and walked to theirs without touching their foot to the ground, but by stepping from body to body. Josiah Cutchin, 1861. It almost reminded me of Corpse Road. Heads bashing, head bashing. Uh, yeah, uh, soldiers of the USCT were reported cheering, no quarter for the rebels, and then bayoneting Confederates if they came yeah, because That's fucking <laughs> badass. Absolutely. And, like, no fucking shit. Like, people talk about this as, like, well, the USCT execute Confederate wounded. Of course they yeah, fucking fuck them. Did. What the fuck? You literally owned them as property, like, a week ago. Fuck you. How is that even, how do you use that? How do you try to defend that? Yeah, like, a lot of the guys in US and the USCT were, uh, runaway slaves so like uh i think um I think morgan freeman's character in glory uh was a runaway slave as well or like they were born in in bondage and were later later ran away or like their family was still in bondage like of course they fucking executed yeah. you this is like i can't believe those fine jewish men stabbed the ss officer i <laughs> after all after how well we treated you you're just gonna execute me right here in this trench Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. I've I've literally been waiting my whole life for this moment. <laughs> Do you remember that time I uh Oh fuck. Gave you one less lashing than yeah. I was supposed to. Remember when I fed you and I put you into a chicken coop to live in? It's because I loved you. Like I love my car. Bane a stab, stab, stab. <laughs> yeah. Stab him in the fucking mouth hole. That was as far as the Union advance would go. Numerous Confederate reinforcements bulwarked the areas where the Union forces were uh making their gains. Now, uh, this is they, this is done because that's what commanding an army looks like, and the Confederate armies uh, were actually in command of not drunk officers, maybe, or if they were drunk, so they still showed up to work. Fierro and fucking fuck fuckhead is still trying to show them like, here's how you square dance. All right, start with your le- your left. You lead with your left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, Confederate generals are actually doing their job and killing just like a ton of Union soldiers. Yeah. Um. Now, it should be pointed out that everything that the Union Army achieved, of which was very little, but uh, anything that they did do in the crater was better than they had any business doing whatsoever. Uh, everything they came up with was pulled out of their ass because they had been completely abandoned by their own leadership. So, like, credit where credit's due. Yeah. Uh, with just a bunch of junior leaders randomly throwing out ideas in the middle of a hole full of corpses, they still managed to capture two lengths of Confederate trenches and hold them for hours. They even managed to threaten one of the main objectives, a nearby crossroads. They were really close. I can only imagine how they tried doing this battle plan. Like, probably four junior officers, and they had a like a dead dude's back that they were drawing on, like <laughs> drawing it with a knife. This. Like, <laughs> they're just drawing on it with a knife. They cut it out. No, 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 no. <laughs> like scribble it off. Get me a different course. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was only a matter of time before the tides would change and the Confederates would finally bring down the hammer. Mahoney ordered an Alabamian and a Virginian regiment into the fray and turned the, we- the Union's Western flank. I just assume that they're running into battle ch- chanting, Roll Tide! Roll Tide! <laughs> they, they fucking really are. Yeah. The regiments had uh, reportedly been in very good spirits, and morale was sky high. Not because they were winning a battle, or that the Union was caught in a slaughter, uh, but because they learned that they were fighting black people and wanted to kill as many as they could. 
Civil War wasn't about slavery, though. No, states' rights to own people's Fuck property. them. Yeah. Uh, this ended up being the final assault. The Union forces just couldn't hold on any longer and ran for their lives. Unfortunately, as they escaped the crater, they once again ran directly into deadly crossfire and artillery bombardment, as they had apparently forgotten what they had run from before. Uh, I mean, also, they didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah. Um, it's like, I like my odds running from musket fire out of the hole. Do you think Pleasance is still alive just going like, none of these fucking mini balls are fucking hitting me? Oh, Pleasance survived. Yeah, he's pissed off he right now. He survived the whole war. He's pissed off. <laughs> I know he is. Uh, many simply tossed down their weapons and surrendered when they could. But if you were black, that was a very bad idea because they were almost all executed. Uh, at around 1 p.m., the whole thing was over. Around 500 Union soldiers were killed, 1,800 wounded, and another 1,400 went missing. Only 361 Confederates were killed. And if you remember that almost 300 were vaporized and the bomb went off. did nothing. Yeah. Almost everybody on the Confederate side that was killed was killed in the immediate aftermath of the blast. And very few were killed during the attack. Oh, my God. Many of the surviving Union soldiers watch as Confederates cheered, the Yankees have surrendered. And then immediately started bayoneting black people that they found. Because that's what Confederates do. Fucking scumbags. Uh, many Confederate officers noted in their journals that they are shocked to be fighting black soldiers and thought that the Union must be desperate and they were forced to fight by Union leadership and called it immoral. <laughs> they can say that? Yeah. Uh, because like they were, they had this really weird mental gymnastics going on where they could not bear the idea of like freedmen wanting to raise arms against like, a slave master rebellion. The hamster was trying the trying to turn the wheel in their head. They're just like, fuck, it's really rusty. Uh, and this also had an interesting effect in raising the morale of the beleaguered Confederate army. Not that they've won, but because they were racist as fuck. You see, by sending black soldiers against them, it ingrained in their head that black men can fight, meaning their slaves might rebel against them. It reinforced what they were fighting for, a racist paradise where black people would never be able to resist the racial hierarchy that had been forced onto them. Like, they were like, if, they, if we don't win, this is what this is going to look like. Yeah. Okay. If, if only it ended up being that awesome and, like, yeah, reconstruction failed miserably, but yeah. Now, you're probably wondering what happened to the terrible Union commanders who sent their soldiers to die while they were getting hammered on rum. Well, General Fierro, the dance master, was promoted to Major General in December of the same year. See, he impressed them with his dancing. And uh, in, in his promotion, his bravery and meritorious service were noted. You're fucking <laughs> stomping the yard on the fucking Confederate soldiers was so badass. Your, your dance is straight fire. It's brave. Uh, he never suffered any blowback. Uh, for throwing his entire regiment to the wolves and opened the now famous Apollo Theater, then known what? as the Apollo Hall. Yep. yep. Fiero, you're so fucking bad ass. Yeah, I'm willing to bet he wrote that himself. Uh, now for his drinking buddy, Ledley, he was brought before a board of inquiry alongside Burnside, uh, who had been had orders or charges brought up against him by General Meade. Ledley also never really faced any serious repercussions. The only one who really did was Burnside. And he was not at fault. Uh, this is despite the fact it was Meade's fault the entire plan with the shit in the first place. Burnside would never command again. He was given extended leave by General Grant and never recalled, officially making him unemployed while gathering a general's paycheck. The fact that they couldn't control their own officers to say, hey, you're in charge. You're trained for this. Go do this. Yeah. They left it up to a bunch of fucking straws. Yep. Uh, so Burnside eventually did resign his commission. Uh, 
after the surrender of General Lee at Appomattox Courthouse. But he never commanded again. But not all was terrible for Burnside. He was, of course, the reason we now know hair is uh, on the side of your face as sideburns. And that is actually true. What? Yeah. How? Because he had really big, ridiculous sideburns. Um, Were they good looking? Oh, they're great. Uh, he was also completely exonerated by a later congressional committee on the conduct of the Civil War, but none of that really mattered because he never command again. <laughs> I want to call them Harry Sides, uh, sir. He would also that's a go terrible on name to be elected to Senate. The true failure of the battle would ultimately fall on General Meade, with the congressional committee officially blaming him, uh, with the support of Grant, um, who uh, didn't really matter because by that time the war was over and General Meade commanded all the way through the war and continued to dick things up. And he continued to get promoted. There's a good chance that General Grant uh, testified against him because he simply didn't like him. They were at each other's throats a lot. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Did, so nobody got anything for this? No, everybody got promoted pretty much, except Burnside, who then got elected to Senate. Well, I can imagine why Fierro <laughs> got promoted. Sick dance skills. Yep. Uh, nobody else had anything to bring to the table. Yeah. And the Siege of Petersburg would go on unchanged for quite some time after this. And that, that is ended, our depressing episode. That ended terribly. Uh, yeah. So thank you. For Literally s- the best part of this was Pleasance. Yeah, Pleasance is great. Because he, he's still sitting there like, why the fuck am I alive? And the man who wanted God to die the it. most survived the war and went on to die at an old age. Poor bastard. <laughs> he's just, you think he was still trying to kill himself? He just, he's the guy that doesn't wait at crosswalks hoping a car will take him out but always manages to survive. Yeah, the horse is like, whoa, whoa, I almost ran you over there. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> kill me <laughs> he tries to kill hate me. himself please kill me the fucking rope fucking breaks <laughs> god damn it uh yeah so thank you uh everybody for supporting the show thank you for letting us be able to donate almost two thousand dollars to the critish red crescent um that hopefully will make some distance uh make some difference in the coming humanitarian crisis in rojava um so uh, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for rate, rating, sharing, and reviewing our episodes. Um, thank you for telling everybody about us. And uh, thanks for a fan randomly coming up and hugging me at a bar. Uh, please don't do that. It's weird. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> I love you all. Do uh, it again. But not that much. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Anything for the for, for the audience before we go? Later.